Welcome back, family. This is your boy, E.D. For all you smart and intelligent folks out there, listen, that just simply means that. As you know, I'm back with another one. Today's episode is entitled, What is SDLC in Project Management? Again, what is SDLC in Project Management? As you know, I'm going to unpack that with my seven-point framework, but I have a quick question for you, family. Do you want to see where structure, process, and, metic and meticulous planning shape the landscape of software development. If that's you, you're going to want to stay stay, uh, stay here to check out the rest of the video. So anyway, let me run through these seven points. As you know, once I get these seven points, we out of there, but I may have something up my sleeve. Let's see what happens. First of all, we need to unpack what is SDLC. First of all, the acronym for SDLC is Software Development Life Cycle. Again, Software Development Life Cycle is the acronym uh, which is SDLC. And all this is, family, if we're going to just uh, sum it up, because what my goal here is, even though I'm wanting to be a disruptor in project management, I think one of the best ways to be a disruptor is always making something that you can explain on a level that anyone could should be able to understand, even if they have no connotation about what you're doing. Let me give you a quick story. The reason why I say that, family, is because uh, I remember when I put together this, this amazing PowerPoint and it had all these, these, these terminologies, these buzzwords and everything. I was super excited. I go to present the, the information and actually I did really extremely well. And I was like, you know, I'm, you know how it is family, you know, especially if you're a project manager, you, you got, you put together a good, you know, a good set of slides and, and it comes out really well. You're excited because the audience received it. So as soon as I get off the, uh, after we get off the conference calls, uh, uh, one of the, this, you know, you get nervous when certain, <laughs> certain people pull you aside, but it, it was worth it. I remember the CEO pulled me aside. He said, listen, Edward, that was an amazing presentation. You had some, the context in which you were describing was immaculate. It was very, very well put together. And I'm like, oh man, wait for it. He said, but you know, you took it, you, you took the information and you made it, you didn't make it relatable. And because you didn't make it relatable, meaning that you didn't take, you, you created these, these buzzwords and he was like, just boil it down and make it simple. He said, all of those, you had about 10 slides. You could have boiled that down into three slides and delivered, and you still would have had a powerful, strong message. And that taught me family, the importance of ensuring that when you are uh, communicating or conversing a some information and data, it's always it's always important to talk the language in which you don't have to sound like you got ten masters and ten PhDs, but boil it down to as, as a fifth grader, third grader can understand it because that's what it's about. And I'm sorry for that rant, but I wanted you to understand, family, the importance of when you are understanding this SDLC framework. And again, the whole point of the process of the entire process is to design, develop, test, deploy, and then you have the maintenance of the software application or systems. And then most of the time, if you can't tell, software <laughs> development life uh, uh, development life cycle is around software. So let's let's walk through point number two. I drain that pretty well. Uh, point number two is phases. Just like anything, you know, waterfall has phases. You have uh, 
agile or I'll use scrum, you know, so everyone has their framework or phases that align. So for SDLC, their phases include the requirements gathering, of course, your system design, coding, testing, deployment, and then you, you and I both favorite if you ever run a, a software development life uh, cycle type project, you can't wait till it get to the maintenance part because when it gets to the maintenance part, that's a signal, excuse me, that's a sign that, hey, we're, we're about to wrap this thing up. So each phase is basically follows a, a, logi a, a logical sequence. And what I mean by a logical sequence means each sequence builds on each one each other. So requirement gathers builds on the system design, system design builds on, you know, so it just kind of goes up, uh, goes up or down, however you want to look at it. But in actuality, each outcome builds on the previous phase. Also added this in here family, which is the, which point in, what point number three is waterfall versus agile. Now, how software de development lifecycle or SDLC encompass these various method methodologies and frameworks. Waterfall is, when you look at waterfall, and if you haven't seen a waterfall video, that's starting to take off too, by the way. So I guess you guys like that waterfall video. Maybe I'll do some more around methodologies and things like that. But let me show you some similarities between waterfall, with waterfall and agile uh, and align it with SDLC. So waterfall follows that sequential aspect, sort of like software development. I keep wanting to say the whole thing, but sort of like the software development life cycle. See, I said it again, because uh, I'm so used to saying that versus SDLC. But SDLC, uh, it follows that same linear progression. Uh, while now when you look at agile, uh, it, it emphasizes on the flexibility or that iterative uh, development and adaptive planning. And so when you look at when you look at SDLC, it is it takes a little piece from each one of them, in my opinion, again, uh, because I, 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 I really believe when you start boiling down frameworks and methodologies, these are the two that you kind of hear a lot about waterfall um, and agile. Particularly, I look at Scrum or uh, Kanban. Now, you know, there's other pieces like extreme programming, but I'm not, that'd be a whole nother agile video for you. Point number four. What, am, what, what do you think I'm about to say, family? I'll wait for it. Say it. I'm going to hit you with the AI here. Say it. Okay, you have it. Basically, if importance of planning is, is important, just like the waterfall, like a waterfall project, SDLC projects are very, very important to plan up front before the on the onset of the project. Why? Why is this important? Because you get to understand your scope, your objectives, the, and then you have an opportunity to estimate for resources. And then combining all that together of creating a project roadmap that will guide you towards the entire development process. Point number five, my favorite, my two favorites. So I put them together because I know you guys get to say, he always talk, he always bring these up. But I promise you, family, these two are, if you, you, if you said, hey, if I had to choose any of you want to call them buzzwords, if you want to call them, what, if I had to choose two items that really stands out to me to make a project successful, I would say these two, which is collaboration and communication. Again, collaboration and communication. Listen, if you have effective collaboration, uh, communication and collaboration among your project stakeholders, the sky is the limit. And I'm not being funny when I say that. I know it sounds it sounds facetious like, no, nah, you, you mean the sky. No, seriously, family. The reason why I say that because, now, now watch this. 
If we are co collaborating effectively, that means that we are working on working together, not saying, oh, well, that's your work or that's what you do, or I'm not going to go tell you about this. I'm going to go work in my own little bubble and then I'll come out and then you're going to be surprised at the work. Well, no, I won't be surprised because if I'm working in my bubble over here, we may collide. So it's important to be able to have that collaborative, collaborative approach to leading a project. And then the communication, if there's co clear, concise communication, it opens up the lines for communication what makes people feel more comfortable to communicate. I heard something earlier on, I seen a post and I'm going to remix it, but it talked about how um, the leader walks into a room and he's no longer getting the responses that he once was uh, from his direct reports. And and the, the caption goes something like, well, the reason why is because every time they would speak up, they, they felt in fear of the retaliation that came with it. And there wasn't an opportunity to have clear communication because if there was clear communication, what would have happened was they would have gotten to the problem faster. They would have been able to work and, and make sure that everyone is moving in the same direction. Another piece of that would have been that if someone else was working on a project that maybe that project can, can now become a, a program versus just a standalone project, that's a value. So family, there's so many values by creating, uh, having a good collaboration and communication. If you're not seeing those on your project, you need to raise your hand immediately. You need to make sure that you are doing the proper things to create that environment. And if you can't create it, I don't believe in can't. I just believe when we keep adjusting till we can. Point number six, testing and quality insurance. So testing and quality insurance, uh, these are huge. You're talking about huge for the SDLC process because being able to test, you're able to identify any defects. You want to make sure that the software is functionality correctly and you validated everything that maybe you had already predefined in your requirements or your specifications. So being able to test and basically doing QA quality assurance is going to be a huge aspect for the SDLC. And the last and final thing, we kind of touched on it with the waterfall versus agile uh, point, but iterative improvement, iterative improvement, say that again, iterative improvement. If I'm saying it wrong, you can correct me in the comments. Uh, just probably how my vernacular is. But reason why having iterative improvement, SDLC promotes this is because of the feedback loops and the continuous learning. You know, dang, I didn't want to share this story, but I got to share it. Family, uh, what I'm learning, um, and I'm constantly learning along, along the way, a lot of people, I'm not everybody, some people hate to fail or hate to misstep or hate to not make a decision because of the risk of what if they fail. I have a public service announcement for you, family, and that is you need to go ahead and move forward with that of failing so you can learn fast. See, that's what the whole point of the SDLC is, what I'm referring to point number seven, is the, it, the iterative improvement is, how are you going to know, how are you going to get better if you don't know where, where, where your areas of opportunities are? Because mm. a lot of times, family, we have areas of opportunity that can be addressed, but we avoid them because 
we don't want to hear that feedback loop of, man, we got to keep working, keep getting better, keep. And that's why I believe, and I heard Kobe Bryant talked about that, even Jordan is, is what separated, separated them. They were willing to fail. They were looking forward to the failure because they knew if they were to, to face and attack their failures head on versus putting them in the background, putting them in the shadow, then, okay, I'm, I'm going on a tirade, but I'm going somewhere with that. Family. I truly mean, I truly am, uh, implore upon you the opportunity to continuously work and learn from your lessons learned. And that's what, why makes it point number seven so powerful because you have the ab ability to feed those lessons learned into a subsequent uh, phases, which allows you to refine the product of the enhancements of the product even better. You know what, family? I couldn't leave you with one. I got one bonus for you. Here we go. Documentation and traceability is the last bonus thing I'm going to leave you with. And the reason why this is important because the ability to document your design specifications, your, your test plans, your user manuals, and things like this, it creates the, uh, not the appearance, but it creates a, a transparency between you, the project team, as well as the customer that's receiving the information. Hey family, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. This has been your boy ED. Until next time, you know what I'm about to say. I'm out.